This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And my guest today is Beth Langley, who is the commercial director B2B for Nespresso in the UK and Ireland. Hi, Beth. Good to see you today. Thank you for being on this episode of OPI Talk. Hi, Andy. Thank you very much for having me. Now, I think you've been with Nespresso since the start of this year. Uh, Just a little bit of intro and a bit of a background. What were you doing before you joined them? So, yeah, sure. Um, before this, I worked uh, for a different coffee company, so UCC Coffee. Uh, so I've been in, in coffee for the last kind of 10 years, um, which probably shows my my love for the product. Um, just find it truly fascinating, um, you know, in terms of where it comes from and also within the, the UK market and what's happened with coffee over the, over the last few years. It's mm. uh, incredible how it's developed and grown. Yeah, sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. Just tell us a little bit about Nespresso Professional in the UK. Yeah, sure. So I joined uh, in January uh, this year um, to head up the B2B team. So I'm responsible for leading and growing that division and, and steer, steer teams across sales, finance, marketing, ops and supply chain. And we sell solutions tailored to specific business needs, um, including offices of all sizes, hotels, restaurants, um, cafes. I think the things that, that that's different about Nespresso and one of the key reasons for joining was their commitment to sustainability. Um, so we will become carbon neutral by 2022, for example. Um, it, it, it's so relevant in the world of coffee and that really struck a chord with me um, and as I say really yeah. kind of attracted me to the business and I have to say we do work on that day in day out it, it, it's really embraced by everyone um, and, it, and it's a big part of, of what we do. Yeah okay a big team that you have over there? Yep, so around 30, 35, I think now in the sales team, and that's a mix of key account managers, so managing kind of our, our, our national accounts, our contract caterers, and um, right down to, to the guys that, that go out, you know, knock on doors, talk to uh, medium to large offices. Um, we've actually moved a, a, our kind of small office sales more online these days, as we're mm. seeing that as a, as a key ch- trend, uh, particularly coming out of, of the pandemic. Um, but we do find that commercial customers in the in the larger spaces uh, really like that, that that contact with the team and the knowledge that comes with that. We're continually innovating, and one of the things we've done recently is launch our, our touchless range of coffee okay. machines, which yeah. is our Memento ecosystem, which is so so key when it comes to health and safety okay. and hygiene. That's sure. what consumers want. So. Uh, getting back to our customers, they like, you know, it to be sold that solution and talked to and supported to get the coffee tasting great, etc. So um, we do have a, a fairly large sales team going out and about and speaking to customers. Yeah. In terms of your go to market strategy, are you going direct to to the customer or working through uh, you know, reseller partners? Or, yeah, or both? It's a bit of a mix, actually. 
actually. Yeah. So um, we've kind of probably, as you know, we've we've grown up in and around London. So we're, we're big and strong in that area. It's a lot where our, our consumers and where our brand is strong. And that's where we have our direct team selling to offices, um, as I've said, small, medium and large in different ways. Um, and then horror, what we call Horica, which is hotel, restaurants, mm. cafes. Um, and that's where our, our, our teams work outside of London, particularly when it comes to office. We go via our, our, our partner, which is, is Lyrico. Um, so they are a general office products um, business and um, we work closely with them. They've got a dedicated Nespresso sales team. So they're, they're our sole distributor um, outside of London, which works really, really well. Nespresso have a, have a global history yeah. and relationship with, with those guys. Um, so, yeah, we, we've just signed a new deal for, for England. Um, so that's really exciting. And it comes at a very, very key time um, as, as we all look to kind of the the future of work and the, and the new way of working and um, so we'll be accelerating our, our, our business plan yeah. with those guys and via our kind of innovation um and our high, high quality coffee so and um, that that's the plan for, for that part of yeah you know, we under index outside of london and that's how we're yeah. going to accelerate okay. there all right interesting yeah uh, i'm sure our listeners will be very familiar with, with lyrico now a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in the away from home or the out of home coffee market because it's been one of the growing categories. Uh, we call them adjacent categories for for many years, certainly pre COVID. But uh, what has COVID meant? And you know, we call it another word for it is the office coffee market. So that presupposes people actually being being in offices, which which they haven't been. So I mean, how has that impacted you over the past yeah twelve eighteen months or so? Yeah, so I think it's interesting. I mean the. The big trend in coffee pre-COVID was uh, premiumization, consumers expecting high quality coffee, demanding high quality coffee um, as they became more and more educated over the last few years. And, and that's not slowed through COVID. You know, uh, people have had, if anything, more time because they've been sat at home. They've mm. been experimenting with different types of coffees, different varieties. They've been reading up on it. So coming out of COVID um, from our research and, you know, just as a, as a consumer yourself, that um, that is continued, that you know, the expectation is higher than ever. Um, so we're certainly seeing um, premiumization um, as, as a big driver uh, within in-home and out-of-home, um, which is, you know, a, a bit of an opportunity for us as, as these consumers hopefully go back to the office in some way, they will be expecting, um, you know, a nice coffee and, um, you know, expecting it to be as good as what they had at home. And also, you know, we, we would encourage businesses um, to entice their, their, their people back to the offices by offering a bit of a bit of luxury, a bit of a treat um, where they can, because they're used to that at home. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's an interesting relationship there, particularly as we've seen in the last 18 months, our in-home business has, has seen a huge spike as people have wanted nice quality coffee when they're working from home. So now they're going to be partially probably at home in the office. Yeah. And we want to create that, um, you know, a, a nice atmosphere, a nice place to work. And one of the ways you can do that is, is with coffee. Sure. I mean, the having a nice break room at work was was seen as something of a, of, of a perk and coffee, coffee was part of that. So 
you kind of you're looking for that to to evolve in a in a positive way for you. Absolutely, yeah. Particularly in a world where we talk now a lot more, quite rightly, about mental health and well-being. Um, so you know, it, it, there's a link there with with taking a break, stepping away from your desk, having a rest, and also collaboration and innovation. That's the only place we're going to foster that in the office. You don't get that sat in your own office at home, looking at your laptop. So I think there's a, there's a clear link there in a way we speak, even it, you know, it, it, within the Nestle world, um, we're all well aware of the need to take breaks and look after our mental health and well-being. So there is a link there, albeit, you know, it's commercial, but we do believe that um, coffee has, it, has its role to play in the office and enticing people back to the office in, in a safe and uh, responsible way. Yeah, now we have quite a lot of listeners out, outside the UK. What what's the situation now in terms of the return to the office and office occupancy in the UK? And we're recording this, oh, I think, the twentieth of September. Yeah, so the big date that we all had in our heads was you know early September for the return to office. And um, yet, broadly speaking, that that is happening. I think in London, we've seen the return of, of rush hour. I think the tube was two weeks ago was as busy as it was in March 2020. Um, so, you know, mixed feelings about that. Um, <laughs> but, but on the whole, I think it, it, it's good. It's good for business. It's good that, that we're looking to the future and people are starting to move again. We just need to make sure we're obviously doing that in a safe way. Um, and, and masks are still in place and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that that's happening. Speaking to my um, you know colleagues within contract catering, I think they expected to see a twenty percent footfall um, return uh, come first of September. They were actually talking more about forty percent. So um, in that world, uh, you know that's across lots and lots of different sectors. But they're certainly seeing seeing that return within an espresso professional. We're seeing it. We're seeing a gradual return. We haven't necessarily seen the spike. It's definitely been an uplift. But to caveat that, we are managing our customers very closely. So throughout the pandemic, we've been um, very, you know, supportive of our customers' needs. We've never wanted to, you know, continue charging them rental or, you know, give them mm. coffee on standing orders. So we've been. <clears throat> Keeping in mind the fact that these customers may have a warehouse full of coffee, um, we don't want to send in a standing order without an agreement first. So we're being, you know, quite planned about the approach. Um, but yeah, good news is we're, we're certainly seeing seeing that increase. And we know a lot of customers are talking about flexible working. They're talking about two or three days a week in the office. So while we are seeing a return, the big watch out is obviously consumption um, uh, because that will that change was- shape. A nice link into my next question, which was going to be about hybrid work and how how you approach that. Obviously, people are not going to be in the office five days a week, so that's going to have an impact on office coffee consumption. How 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 do you view that? How do you cater, or how do you try and tap into this hybrid working uh, environment, which we're going to looks like we're going to be having for a few years? Yeah, I think first of all, the main thing is to accept it, <laughs> and you know. Uh, all of my strategies now are around hybrid working. So 
this is the future. It's not a short term thing. It's likely to change forever. So making sure we've got our value proposition correct by by office size is really important. The, the new sizing. So right machine, right location, leading with health and safety, leading with our, you know, our, our memento ecosystem is really, really key to make sure we get the right sorts of machines in the right sorts of offices. Um, and then also we are doing a little spotlight at the moment on um, co-working. So co-working spaces uh, in the UK, we over-index. So I think the UK has 17% of the global uh, total locations. So we have a lot of these spaces. And if you can imagine, a lot of people who've been working in offices don't want to work at home. They may have lost their office. So they're now yeah. moving to these spaces. Right. So that's quite a, an area of focus for us to make sure, you know, we're, we're working with partners to get great coffee offers in those sorts of locations. So it's quite quite a good opportunity. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it, it, it's about um, just getting the strategy right um, by size, um, leading with, um, as I said, health and safety, but also sustainability, which lands quite well within that co-working environment as well. Um, in that sort of um, you know sort of environment is really key to create that community and talk around sustainable sustainability um, as a, as a as a key driver. Um, so yeah, lots going on in that space. I'm not sure if that answered your question. That's no, perfect. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. You mentioned earlier on about a touchless machine or touchless solution that that you'd that you'd introduced. You know, I guess you know social distancing and COVID protocols in the working environment are, are going to be here to stay. So you have to again cater to those uh, to that changing situation. Yeah, and that for me is really exciting because you know a lot a lot of coffee companies were left sort of scrabbling around trying to come up with a with a, a COVID proof, if you like, solution. And so it was really nice to join a business that had done that work had done that research and were, were ready with the touchless coffee machine. So effectively you can order a coffee via an app. Um, so you don't need to touch the buttons so that it just minimizes that contact. So, you know, health and safety is an absolute priority for most businesses these days. And we, we really want to support that. So yeah, it, it's pretty cutting edge. A lot of other businesses are trying to do the same now, but it means that those employees can enjoy a coffee in a safer way. Yeah, you also mentioned sustainability, and you know, we've covered in OPI before that there was a, certainly a couple of years ago there was a lot of stories in the news about you know, recycling pods and the impact that they had on the environment. Where where do you stand with that at Nespresso at the moment? Yeah, so we. You know, recycling um, is, a, is a huge part of our sustainability um, uh, position, um, our strategy. Um, so we have recently launched um, Podback, and, and that is the first curbside collection in the UK of recyclable pods. So we've joined up with some other capsule companies to make that happen and um, it's been a huge investment and it really is quite a game changer in terms of you can put those capsules outside and they'll be collected and put in the right waste streams to be reused mm. and made into capsules again and we also have other products like pens and bikes that we've also um, recycled our, our capsules and um, so again it's really exciting to be part of a business that that has led with that innovation as we know in the UK, it's not necessarily about 
you know, the, the sorts of products that you produce. It, it, it's whether that there is a waste stream to support that sustainably. Mm. Um, so this is something we've we've absolutely tapped into to make sure that that recycling can can continue and that circularity is um, secure for years to come. Mm. Okay. What about some coffee trends in the UK now? I actually left the UK in, in uh, 1991. So that was 30 years ago. And I haven't lived there f- f- uh, full-time since then. And at the time, it was uh, soluble um, coffee and a, a percolator and maybe a cafetiere, if you were lucky. It's evolved. I know it's evolved since, since then. But uh, Yeah, and I think the key, the key change was when Starbucks hit our shores. I think it was about 1998. That, that was, you know, the big step change for, for the UK market. Um, and that that kind of coffee culture and lifestyle and and buying speciality coffee uh, and and since then it, it's evolved and you know the, the quality of coffee you can now get from uh, you know, quick service restaurants like McDonald's have a fantastic coffee range um, as do Greg's and a, and a lot of the high yeah. street businesses mm. and then in addition to that what's what's moved on recently is that is the more kind of um, in home barista. Um, you know the people who like grinding their own beans, etc. Um, so, so yeah, all of those trends. You know, everyone talks about coffee versus yeah. Back in the early nineties, it was all soluble, and um, yeah. so it's massively switched. Roast and ground is in growth. Capsules are in growth, um, and and people are much more knowledgeable about coffee. People go out there and look for single origin coffee. They're yeah. you know very concerned about the well being of the farmers, yeah. which, which is a bit again a big part of our sustainability strategy so it, it, it's changed massively and i think it will continue to to grow and develop yeah and obviously you know, the greater awareness of coffee i i guess it's a more competitive market than perhaps it was a few years ago as well incredibly so yeah yeah definitely um there are more players than ever before and actually i think the pandemic has has changed that again. You know, a lot of the coffee company, a lot of the coffee shops on the high street are now you know, roasting their own coffee. They're selling it online. Um, so that that whole the e-commerce has absolutely exploded, um, mm. which is a, is a focus for us as well. As I mentioned, when it comes to small office um, and and tapping into um, the, the preference that you know consumers are now buying online more and more a certain type of of consumer. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a mature market and a, and a very competitive market. Um, and regionally, it's very different. Um, uh, so you you have to have your your strategy right across um, business types and locations. Mm. Okay. Just just to finish, any you know, new flavors or blends that are going to be really popular in in the UK coming up? Yeah, so we have a big focus on, um, you know, reviving origins, which is all about um, supporting farmers in locations that have been hit by, um, you know, difficulties, whether it be economic um, or, or former war zones or, or poverty. So we've done a lot of work in those regions. So Congo is one of the, the areas that we've really supported and one of our new coffees from there, which is brilliant to see, um, you know, a, a coffee... The coffee community obviously supports entire regions and, and locations, and these are places where mm. they had um, a very successful um, coffee production, and then it was hit by yeah something something happening um, that then meant they were no longer able to grow coffee. 
so we've we are as a business supporting those sorts of regions um which is is brilliant to see and and, and really encouraging and again is a big part of our, our sustainability yeah uh, and something which you know, customers are i guess their expectations have in, in increased as well they're kind of expecting people like you uh, companies like you to to do those things yeah, and then these regions taste, you know, produce really unusual, single origin, really tasty coffees. Um, so, you know, it, it sells itself. It just makes so much sense. Mm. Beth, we'll, we'll leave it there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of OPI Talk. It was a pleasure having you on as our guest and all, all the best as, uh, as people start to go back to, back to the office in the UK. Thank you. Thanks very much. Great to meet you. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.